Burlington Baptist, how are you? If y'all wouldn't mind, we would love for y'all to stand up and do a little praising with us this morning. When Danny's ready.
Amen. Amen. You guys have a seat for a minute. Good morning, Burlington Baptist Church. Whether you're in the house or watching online, we are just so happy to have you join us for a time of worship today. No, it's a little rainy outside, but that's all right. God's in control. Amen. He's in control of everything. Amen. That's right. We leave it at the door today and we come and celebrate in his house. Just a couple of things in the way of announcements. Number one, if you're a guest with us, we just thank you for joining us. We ask you to do us one great favor. Um, out in the foyer at our welcome desk, we have the opportunity to get to meet you personally and fill out a visitor's card uh, just so we have a record of your attendance and so we can reach out to you. If you're a first-time guest, a special gift to you because we have a gift card for you. And that's just a way of saying thank you. I know you can't go in the restaurant and eat it right now. But there's a gift card so you can still drive through the drive-thru and use it, okay? So we've thought that through a little bit. But uh, make sure you stop out and you do that and give us a chance to meet you personally. It's just our pleasure to have you join us today. And other announcements, just a reminder that in this season, we're doing the collection for the Sunrise Children's Home, especially in this time of year as we enter the holidays. We have a lot of kids that go through the Sunrise program, and the Kentucky Baptists do such a wonderful job in reaching out to them when they're separated from families to try to normalize it as much as they can. And this offering goes to help their yearly uh, budget as they minister to students that would probably be kind of lost in the system. So make sure that uh, you uh, take up a little bit of prayer of thanksgiving for what God has done for you. Give a little bit to the sunrise and make sure that uh, we're able to help these young people, especially in this time of year. You can pick up an envelope out in the foyer and send the envelope in. You can do it online if you want to do it to the church site. You can just put in there sunrise children's offering with your donation. But every uh, penny is appreciated. The last thing I need to make an announcement about is about Run Turkey Run. For the first time in 10 years, we can't do Run Turkey Run. So we have postponed it. We're going to run our race in the springtime. If you have already registered, you will be getting notice of the postponement of the race, and it gives you three options to choose from. But you will be able to defer that money and participate in the race when we're able to do it. Or if you need to get a refund back, we can do that to you or for you and get all that situated. Um, just didn't plan on it. We were all a go until Friday when uh, my friends over at the Parks Department just asked me that if we could just not do it because of the current situation. So uh, just trying to make sure that we're taking care of everybody, but we will get Run Turkey Run in. I'm not sure they were debating in youth whether we call it Run Bunny Run if we do it in the springtime. I don't know. The shirts are already printed, so no, there will be a turkey on it, I guarantee you. But uh, just keep that in mind. And also today, we just are so blessed because you can see up here, we're going to be blessed with the kids that are coming to share with us in just a few minutes. Parents, I know what jockeying position is, so be prepared for the pictures and everything that you're going to take of the kids singing, but we're truly going to be blessed in worship today. So as we get ready for worship, join with me for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house today. And while we might not see the sunshine physically outside, we know it's shining in your presence. And Father, we can feel your presence with us today. We thank you, Father, for the way you watch over us through the week, through all the chaos, all the questions, 
and uh, the ever-changing environment that we live in. But we know that we have a stability like no other in this universe, and that's our Heavenly Father who is watching out for us. So today, be with the people that are making decisions. Help them seek your wisdom and your um, input on every decision that's made so we can do it for the best of everybody. Father, bless the churches that continue to meet today. Uh, just allow them to have a great time in worship. And let us always be thankful for the freedom that we have to come and join together in this place. And today, hear the words that Harold brings forth from you, the ones that you've given him this week to share with us. Just let them penetrate in a special way. And especially for our friends that are watching at home, Father, let them know that they're loved and not forgotten. And if there's anything that we can do for them, Father, allow us to minister to our community. So bless us in this time. Be with the praise team in just a few moments. Be with these wonderful children. They're going to share from their hearts and sing about your love and your mercy. And Father, as we enter this holiday season, we pray all these things in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Brother Harold, she can't say no. Uh, she's already come down here, so she, she, uh, she can't say no to us later. But uh, it's Jessica's birthday today right here in the front. And uh, it's a big number. She has been working double time during all of this corona stuff and with all the things that we put online, triple time even, so we just appreciate her. You want to stand up? Yeah. You sure? Okay. <laughs> I won't say how old you are. Still younger than me. Still younger.
Thanks, guys. So um, we played this song a couple of times up to now. I actually played it at my ordination service, and uh, I just love the song. And I think it just gives us a, a really good opportunity to just kind of sit with Jesus before we uh, listen to the word from Harold this morning. So uh, we're going to sing nothing else for you guys. Caught up in your presence I just want to see at your feet Caught up in this holy moment In one Oh, I'm not here for blessing Jesus, you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do. I just want you. Caught up in your presence, I just want to see. I just want you 
Thank you, praise team. I, I hope that's the desire that you came with this morning is, is just to, to have Jesus. And uh, if we got him, we got everything we need. And uh, I missed you all last week. I appreciate Brother Jim filling in for me. Uh, man, I had a blessed week at Revival. And uh, I so appreciate uh, those of you who prayed for us and uh, just felt the presence of the Lord in some special ways last week. And uh, it was just good for me. Our, our theme was turn your eyes upon Jesus. And, uh, you know, there's so many distractions, and uh, we need some time just to turn our eyes upon Jesus. And I, I think at the first of the year, I'm going to do a, a series on that. Uh, just, uh, they only gave me five times to preach, and I, uh, I just think it's an important time for the church to intentionally focus upon Jesus. And, uh, and then I was thinking about there's only six weeks remaining in 2020. I know some of you are glad for that, but uh, for those of you who are praying for you, one, uh, you remember back in January, we identified at least one that we're praying for this year? Well, listen, keep praying for them, but just want to encourage you, be intentional about having a gospel conversation, and uh, God wants to save them, and, uh, and so if you've been praying for them for a year, uh, hopefully the, the Spirit's been working in their life, and so share the good news. Uh, I know Jeff was able to, to see his one come to, to know uh, Jesus this week, Johnny, and uh, that's exciting. Uh, I want you to see your one come to know Jesus. And so uh, pray for them and share with them the good news. Uh, we've been going through the book of Job when life gets tough. And, uh, and so I've been working on Job 32 through 37. 
uh, we meet a new guy named Elihu, and uh, he has five chapters that he speaks, and uh, he's got a sermon called The Purposes of God in Suffering, and uh, worked on that more Thursday, worked on that sermon on Friday, and uh, when I was looking over my notes last night, I think some of you all can relate to this, but have you ever cooked a meal, and you got ready to serve it, and it just wasn't hardly done? Y'all know what I'm talking about? And he got inside, am I going to put it back in there and let it cook some more, or am I going to go ahead and try to serve it? And, uh, and so I decided this morning I'm going to let that one cook a little bit more. And I'm going to preach that sometime this week. I'll put it online. And uh, I, I'm just struggling what to do with Elihu. Uh, he's the young guy. And, uh, and so anyway, this week, probably Tuesday night, uh, I'll have uh, the purposes of God in suffering online if you want to check that out. Uh, but just in light of this week being Thanksgiving week and in, in recognition that this Thanksgiving is going to be a little different for many people this year, and uh, it's hard not to be able to get with your family, and uh, my heart aches for especially elderly folks who uh, aren't going to get to see the children or grandchildren, uh, and so I, I want to just say this to the church, it's a good time for us all to, to raise our game a little bit and, and check on our elderly, our shut-ins, our widows. Uh, maybe get your directory out this week and, and make some calls and, and just see how people are doing. And especially if you know someone who lives by themselves, uh, just give them a call and, and try to be an encouragement. And listen, you don't have to have any official position to, to love someone, to check on them. And so uh, raise your right hand. I'm, I'm going to commission you guys. Check on each other and call and, and love. And uh, we can do that and should do that. Uh, I want to invite you to turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, a real familiar passage. You might have it memorized. I'm sure you do a couple of these verses. Uh, it's a needed uh, passage, and I'm going to talk about giving thanks in all circumstances, and I'll invite you to stand, and uh, we'll honor God's Word. I might have told you all before about them two men that were crossing the field, and uh, when they got in the middle of the field, they turned and noticed an enraged bull coming after them. Did I tell you all that? Well... Uh, they began running, running to the nearest fence, and they soon realized that they weren't going to make the fence before the bull reached them. And so one of them said to the other one, uh, put up a prayer, John, put up a prayer. Uh, we're in for it. And uh, John answered, listen, I, I can't. I've never made a public prayer in my life. And the other guy said, well, you've got to. The bull is catching up to us. And so John said, all right, I, I'll pray the only prayer that I know, the, the prayer that my father used to pray at the table. And so he prayed, oh, Lord, for what we're about to receive, make us truly thankful. <laughs> and so I'm going to talk about giving thanks this morning. And I also want to say happy birthday to Jessica back there. She is a, this is a milestone birthday for it. And you all can probably guess which one it is. But uh, we do appreciate her. And if you're watching online, uh, she's the one who's worked really hard since, especially since COVID started, to, uh, to get that online. And we appreciate Doug and Evan and Tina and all the ones, all them back there, they, they work hard and we don't see them every, we don't never see them uh, because they're back there doing their thing. And so thank you all. Happy birthday, Jessica. We appreciate you. Uh, and if you're joining us online this morning, we, we miss you. We love you. Uh, thank you for joining us. Share the service and uh, Lord willing, we'll be back together soon. But First Thessalonians 5, 16, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's pray. Father, your word is, is pretty simple this morning for us, and yet it's 
hard. And most of us need to confess sinfulness in these areas. We're not always thankful. Sometimes we grumble, grumble and complain. and We're not always characterized by rejoicing. We don't often come to you in prayer. Uh, and so we pray this morning that your spirit would teach us, convict us, call us to repentance, help us to be thankful. Lord, uh, especially uh, in these times of difficulty, uh, we still have so many things to be thankful for. Most of all, we're thankful for Jesus who loved us enough to come and, and rescue our souls from destruction and give us life eternal. And so thank you for that. Thank you for the, the hope that we have in Jesus. Uh, speak now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. So it is, it's, it's Thanksgiving week, and it does seem like it's a little harder this year to be thankful. It's been a, a tough year for so many, and, and for Christians, we, we believe the Bible, don't we? We, we believe this is God's Word, and, and uh, it's for us, and we want to be doers of the Word and, and not hearers only. And so when we come to a verse like verse 18 that says, give thanks in all circumstances, uh, the question I asked the early service is, is uh, can we ignore God's instructions during a pandemic? Y'all know the answer to that. We, no, it, it doesn't give us an escape clause here, does it? It doesn't say if there's not a pandemic, then rejoice and pray and get thanks. No, it, uh, Jesus, this is pretty clear. We're to give thanks in all circumstances, stances. And yet, if we're honest and we look around, there are many Christians who walk around as if the sky is falling. And uh, listen, most of us have a roof over our head. We haven't missed any meals. We're not being persecuted. And so I want to say this morning, if you claim to to be saved, uh, we need to be reminded that this is not our home. We're just passing through. We're aliens or strangers or pilgrims, depending on your translation. And a matter of fact, the, the place where we're headed, there'll be no more disease or viruses or weeping or, I mean, Revelation 21.4 talks about the new heaven and new earth, and God's going to wipe all that away. But we're not there yet, and so we're here. And uh, I've been preaching in the book of Revelation this week, and I've been reminded that Jesus is Lord. Jesus wins, Jesus reigns, he gets the last word, and uh, that makes all the difference to us. And listen, we know how all this is going to turn out in the end. And so uh, I want to really direct our attention this morning to verse 18 uh, and, and talk about three reasons why we should give thanks in all circumstances. The first reason is it is the clear will of God. It's the clear will of God. Now people will say sometimes, well, if I just knew what God wanted me to do, why well, do it? If I just knew for sure. Everybody ever heard that? Anybody ever said that? If I just knew what God, if I was just certain, well, listen, good news, we can open our Bible and we can know what God's will is. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so God tells us what His will is. And, and that little preposition there at the end of verse 18, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus, it basically ties together verses 16 through 18. And so if you want to know what the will of God is, then here we have it. Rejoice, pray, and give thanks in all circumstances. And that, that's to be the characteristic of Christians. Constant joy, constant prayer, and constant thanksgiving. 
And not only does the Scriptures mandate these qualities to be in our lives, but uh, Philippians 2.13, for, it, it, for it's God who works in you both to will and to do His good pleasure. And so basically what that means is that God tells us what His will is. He works in us to accomplish His will, and He's pleased when we do His will. And, uh, and so He is pleased when we live with joy, when we have a life characterized by prayer, and when we are a thankful people. And so we have to ask ourselves, are we characterized by those three things? Joy, prayerfulness, and thanksgiving. And, uh, and verse 18, uh, I don't know what translation you're reading, but uh, does yours say, in some things give thanks? Anybody got one of those translations? It's, if it is, it's a bad one. Throw it away. No. No. This, word, this little word in the Greek, P-A-S, pas, means all or every. In all circumstances, give thanks. And there are no exceptions, no exclusions, no excuses, nothing outside of those parameters. In all circumstances, give thanks. And that's a hard teaching, isn't it? Paul is saying no matter what's happening in your lives, we are to be thankful. No matter the circumstance, the trials, the testing, the temptations, the struggles, be thankful. Give thanks. Now, the one exception would be sin. We don't, we don't give thanks in sin. We know that would be an exception to the rule. But, but in all things... Give thanks. Now, why is that one verse, why is it so important? And I think the answer is because thanksgiving really is the essence of being a Christian. Now, think about it. The opposite of thanksgiving is thanklessness. And that's the essence, really, of the unregenerate, the unsaved person. Uh, we see that in Romans one twenty one. Paul is talking about the ungodly, and he says, they, although they knew God, and, and he's, if you read Romans 1, they, they, we know, man knows God through creation, through his conscience. Paul says, although man knew God through those things, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. One of the characteristics of an unbeliever is they do not give thanks to God. And so, listen, we, we're, we're the believers, and uh, we, we don't want to be characterized by not giving thanks. And so that's a serious accusation. Uh, God created everything. Paul says in Acts 17, 28, For in Him we live and move and we have our being. Uh, as believers, we believe that every good and every perfect gift comes from above. Everything is a, every good thing is a gift from our Father. And others believe that it's a result of of luck or, or chance or, or karma or, or there are some who believe that themselves are responsible for their good things in life. They made it happen and uh, success is because of their hard work or their intelligence or their abilities. And, and so Paul has an important question for us in 1 Corinthians 4, 7. That question is, what do you have that you did not receive? We should ask ourselves that sometimes. What's the answer to that question? Nothing. What do we have that we didn't receive? It Nothing. Every good thing, everything comes from God. And so uh, we need to be reminded of that. And, and listen, He's not obligated to give us another breath. Uh, and so we ought to be thankful for everything we have, especially as believers and followers of Jesus. Uh, we have every reason to be especially thankful. Uh, he didn't have to save us. He didn't save us because we were good enough. I mean, our God is completely holy. Holy, holy, holy. Isaiah said when he saw the Lord on the throne. He, he is completely separated from sin, and we're sinners. And Isaiah said our righteousness is as filthy rags to God, uh, especially to a holy God. 
And so if you're saved this morning, it is because God had mercy on you and me. Romans 9.16. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God. It depends not on us, but on God who has mercy. And so we should just get over ourselves this morning. And in heaven, there's not going to be any pride and no boasting. and No. But there is going to be thanksgiving. Because we're going to realize that the only reason we're there is because God had mercy on us. And so I want to ask you this morning, are, are you a thankful person? Let me help you evaluate that a little bit. Which do you tend to talk more about, your blessings or your disappointments? Which do you talk more about, your blessings or your frustrations? Do you find it easier to count your blessings or to count your afflictions? How about this? Are you content with what you have or are you dissatisfied and always wanting more? I've seen in the pre-COVID days when you got to visit people, uh, you, you know, visiting, especially the older generation, and it's changing a little bit now, but the older generation would always, almost always, almost always tell me that they were raised poor. And they had lots of people in the family, but they'd almost always say, listen, we didn't have nothing, but, but it was good. We had a family. I've heard that a thousand times in the ministry. We didn't have anything. And listen, we, we live in America today, and she's got more than she's ever had, and yet people are depressed. People are trying to get more. Listen, more is not what's going to make you happy if that's what you're after. Uh, and so think about that. How would others, would others say that you're a thankful person? I want you to know that it's God's clear will for us as believers to give thanks in all circumstances. I, I've shared a poem before. I don't think I've shared it here. Uh, but this reminds us of why we should be thankful. Forgive me when I whined today upon a bus. I saw a lovely maid with golden hair. I envied her. She seemed so gay, and how I wished I were so fair. When suddenly she rose to leave, I saw her hobble down the aisle. She had one foot and wore a crutch. But as she passed, a smile. Oh, God, forgive me when I whine. I have two feet. The world is mine. And when I stopped to buy some sweets, the lad who served me had such charm. He seemed to radiate good cheer. His manner was so kind and warm. I said, it's nice to deal with you. Such courtesy I seldom find. He turned and said, oh, thank you, sir. And then I saw that he was blind. Oh, God, forgive me when I whine. I have two eyes. The world is mine. Then walking down the street, I saw a child with eyes of blue. He stood and watched the others play. It seemed he knew not what to do. I stopped a moment. Then I said, why don't you join the others, dear? He looked ahead without a word, and then I knew that he could not hear. Oh, God, forgive me when I whine. I have two ears. The world is mine. With feet to take me where I'd go, with eyes to see the sunsets glow, with ears to hear what I would know, I am blessed indeed. The world is mine. Oh, God, forgive me when I whine. And so the first reason that we should give thanks in, in all things is because it's the clear will of God. The second reason is because of the confident workings of God. Uh, I'm going to be as practical as I can this morning. Uh, the reason that we can give thanks in, in or, or, or maybe the reason that we can't give thanks in all things is because we look at all things from our perspective instead of God's perspective. And, and that makes all the difference sometimes is when we don't consider God's perspective. And our perspective is often skewed and 
I, I think I've told you about the frog legs before. Uh, it's my favorite illustration, and so I try to work it in whenever I can. But you, the seafood restaurant owner, remember, he's going to start selling frog legs. And the local farmer was in there, and he heard about this, and he said, where are you getting your frog legs? And he said, well, I got a supplier from out of town. And the farmer said, well, can I supply you frog legs? I've got all kinds of them. And the owner said, well, sure. When can you bring them in? He said, how about next Friday? And so next Friday came, and this farmer showed up with seven frog legs. And the owner said, oh, I, I thought you said you had thousands. And the farmer said, you know, it sounded like thousands, but it was only a few. And that, that illustration always reminds me that uh, even in the church, sometimes there are a few voices, and it sounds like thousands, but it's usually it's only a few. And I think what we've learned from Job, hopefully, is what really matters is what God thinks. Well, we shouldn't be so concerned about what everybody else thinks. What matters is what God, not what He thinks even, but what He knows. And He knows the truth. And so I'd, I'd like to help you have a little different perspective or outreach, a, a biblical perspective, if you will. And so uh, Romans 8, 28 and 29, if you'll turn over there with me. Romans 8, 28 and 29. Interesting that uh, I was working with this passage in Job and I... As I preach it this week, I'll talk some more about these verses. Uh, these are good verses to memorize, and some of you have them memorized. And Verse 28 says, uh, and we know that some things work together for good. You got that translation? <laughs> it doesn't say that either, does it? No, 28 says, and we know that for those who love God, all things, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. All things. Now, we have to ask, do, do we believe that? Do, do, we, do we believe that? Does all things include your difficult boss? Or your troubled marriage? Or your wayward child? Or your back pain? Or your depression? Or disease? Or viruses? Or sickness? Or... Loss of a loved one, or cancer, or financial difficulties? Does it include those things? All things. Verse 29, For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. And so, what is God's ultimate go in the lives of His children? Is it to make us wealthy? Healthy? Prosperous? No, it's to conform us to the image of His Son. And I really believe those two verses could change the, the way we look at circumstances because it teaches us that God can work through any and every circumstance in life and He can work it for our good as He works to conform us into the image of His Son. And so you say, well, how does that affect my life? Listen, if I break my leg this week, I hope I don't, but if I break my leg this week, instead of saying, God, why did you allow this to happen? Instead, I could maybe say, God, what do you want me to learn from this broken leg in order that I might be more like Jesus? And it might be patience. It might be compassion for others. Well, there's a lot of things that he might want to teach me. And so you might say, well, how could anybody be thankful for a broken leg? Listen, I could be thankful because of the confidence that I have that God will work it all for my good and He will use it to ultimately make me more like Jesus. And I don't know about you, but He's got a lot of work to do in my life to make me more like Jesus. 
Listen, God works in our lives to make us more like Jesus, and sometimes God has to send us through a refining furnace and remove some of our impurities. You know, this week in Revival, God, God showed me some of my impurities, and uh, it, it hurt a little bit. Uh, but it's a gracious thing for God to, to show you some areas where you, you need to uh, make some changes. And it's, a, it's an awesome thing to think that our Father in Heaven cares enough about us to, to work in our lives and to show us some areas where we need to, uh, to grow and change. And it's a, it's a gracious thing that He does that. Listen to Paul's perspective in Philippians 1.12. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Now, you think about Paul. He went through every imaginable difficulty. He was stoned, beaten, imprisoned, shipwrecked, hungry. I mean, that list, you can read about it in Corinthians, that list is long of all the things that he went through. And, but he yet was able to rejoice in the fact that God used it to ultimately spread the gospel. And so I want to say to us that we can be thankful in all circumstances because our confidence that God is able to work it for good and for His glory as He conforms us to the image of His Son. It's a, interesting, it's one of my same points in my Job sermon, and so you'll hear that again this week. But, but we can be confident that God's able to do that. And so uh, give thanks in all circumstances because it's God's clear will. It's, we can be confident of God's working. And thirdly, because of the completed work of God. One of the greatest reasons that we should, have, we should be thankful for all things is because we know about the completed work of our Lord Jesus Christ and what He accomplished for us on the cross. And uh, So do, do you think uh, that one of the reasons we aren't more thankful is because we don't journey to the cross as often as we should? Think about that for a moment. Uh, you know, every day we ought to take a little journey to the cross and I believe that the more time we spend at the cross, the more thankful we would be. Now you might say, well, why do you say that? Because when we go to the cross, we see Jesus, who's our creator. Uh, but we see a sinless, innocent man dying the death that we deserved. We deserve to die. The wages of sin is death. Listen, what we deserve for our sin is to be punished, to die. Really, we really want to know we deserve to go to hell and pay for our sin. That's, that's what we deserve. But because of His mercy and grace, He took our sins. He bore them on the cross. He died in our place, and, and He paid our debt. And when we come to Him, turning from our sins and in faith, He forgives us our sins, and He gives to us, He imputes to us His righteousness. He, he basically takes our bill... If we want to think about a bill that we have, a sin debt, and he stamps paid in full because his sacrifice paid for our sins. So Romans 5.8, God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It wasn't after we got cleaned up or anything. We never did. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9, much more than having now been justified. The word justified means that our, our record of sin has been erased and we've been credited His righteousness. Having been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. And so in Romans chapter 5, Paul writes about the redemptive work of Christ, His atonement on the cross, and he says that in this great work of Christ, we exalt, that we rejoice in that work. And so listen, church, Christ came with a mission. 
And his mission was to give his life as a ransom. And that's exactly what he did. 1 Corinthians 15, 3, Christ died according to the Scriptures. It was the plan of God. Christ died, and he was buried. And on the third day, he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. And so he came to pay for our sins, and he completed that work. Hebrews 10, 12. But this man, this man is Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he only had to do it once? Yep. Because he was the perfect sacrifice. He only had to offer himself one time. He offered himself and now has sat down at the right hand of God. And so I stand before you this morning as one who is thankful for the completed work of my Lord on my behalf. And listen, church, when we think about the cross, our hearts should be full of thanksgiving, overflowing. And so are you thankful? Are you giving thanks in all circumstances and Listen, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you should. In light of these three verses, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. I, I suspect that most of us have some things to confess to God. I, I was just thinking this morning, I, I probably, if I just looked at those three verses every night before I went to bed, that I would probably have to repent every day. Yeah, I was like, well... But that's what it says, rejoice, pray, and give thanks. And, and so in light of this being the week of thanksgiving, and even more importantly, in light of 1 Thessalonians 5.18, let's be careful. Let's be intentional about giving thanks in all circumstances. And listen, have you stopped lately to count your blessings? Anybody? And have you named them one by one? And if you have, I, I bet you found the the, the, hymn, the the psalmist, to be right, it will surprise you what the Lord has done. He's been good to us. And so maybe a good practice this week for all of us would be take some time and count our blessings. And, and maybe write them down, name them one by one, or at least share them with someone. And, and listen, if, you, if you've never trusted in Christ and, and His sacrifice on the cross to save you, I, I want you to know that He invites you today to to turn from your sins and, and trust in what He accomplished for you on the cross. And on the cross, again, He took your sins, paid the, the debt that you owed. He died in your place, and they buried Him. And on the third day, He arose again. And listen, church, He arose in victory over the grave, and, and He offers to forgive your sins. He offers to bring you into His family, and uh, He offers you... The promises of being forever with the Lord. And uh, listen, you can become a follower of Jesus this morning. And uh, we will rejoice with you. And let me just add before we close, for, for those who are saved, I, I think that the one, I think one of the greatest ways that we can show our gratitude for what God has done is by sharing that good news with others. And, uh, and so church, let's just be reminded this morning, this Boone County, Northern Kentucky, this, this is our Jerusalem. God's planted us here or brought us here with a purpose, and this is our mission field, and, and let's go share the good news. And, and let's show how thankful we are by, by getting off our blessed assurance and, and reaching this community and the ends of the, of, the, of the world with the gospel. Let's be thankful, and let's go share that good news. Let's pray.
Father, again, your word is not too complicated this morning, and yet uh, obedience to your word is, is more complicated than it should be. And uh, Lord, I just feel like I need to continue to confess a lack of gratitude sometimes and doing more complaining, not being content, spending more time talking about my displeasures than talking about Jesus and what he did for me on the cross. Forgive me of that. Lord, I, I don't bring everything to you in prayer. Forgive me of that. We have this invitation. Your calendar is free for us to come. and We're invited all the time to come and pray and seek your face. And we fail to do that. So often my life is not characterized by joy. Forgive me for complaining and grumbling and, and acting like the sky's falling and all the foolish ways I act sometimes. Forgive me of that. Lord, help me to be more thankful. Help us as your people to be thankful. You're so good to us. Even when life is tough, you're so good to us. And you have given us these awesome promises of eternity. You've told us about this place called heaven and there's going to be no more weeping or no more diseases or viruses or pains. Or, and Jesus is going to be there, the one who died for us. Your promises are so amazing. Lord, we don't deserve that, but you're gracious and kind to us. And so we thank you and we ask for your forgiveness. And we pray for those who aren't in your family. We pray this morning that some might turn from their sins and, and come and confess Jesus as Lord. And you'd save them and we'd rejoice with them. We pray you would do that. And, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand and we'll respond through song. And if you're here and and you uh, want to know more about a relationship with Jesus, I'd love to talk to you about that. And uh, if the Spirit so leads and you need to confess your lack of thanksgiving and prayerfulness and joy, I, listen, do that at your seat or you can come up here and pray. If I can help you in some way, uh, there's blessings in confessing. And uh, God hears you. And so you do some business with God, and, and uh, we'll sing to the Lord. Take all thy heavenly's hands and multiply, God, all that I am by my heart. On the altar again, set me on fire. Set me on fire. Set me on fire Here I am
coming out today and uh, just let me say a couple things uh, we know that uh, COVID cases are increasing and uh, we just wanted to make sure we do first Thessalonians five seventeen that we pray without ceasing it we want to be a people of prayer and uh, we want to pray for our country and our community and and uh, we know some people we know Carla's got COVID and uh, Tom mentioned Diane and and Bob and Jenny and others have had it, and some are having it now, and some are exposed. And so, uh, we want to pray for those uh, fighting this virus, and our healthcare workers, and our leaders, as they uh, sounds like these vaccines are promising. And uh, we just want to pray, and want to pray for each other. And we're thankful we can gather, and we know some aren't. And uh, we want to pray for God's protection when we gather. And uh, we're gonna just 
continue to take precautions. Uh, our deacons will dismiss you from the back to the front after we do that. And we clean and sanitize between services. We want to keep doing those things. We, uh, we, we want to take those precautions and protect you. And we realize that some of our vulnerable folks don't feel comfortable. We, we want to pray for those listening. And uh, if we can do something for you, let us know. We, we want you to reach out to us, and we love you. And uh, we do pray that we're able to, to be thankful this week, even if we can't get with all the people that we love and know. And so I, I'm going to end with prayer. I'm going to let Danny maybe share a couple things, and then I'll, I just want to pray. So uh, you guys may have noticed that Studio 3 is back. Uh, we've been doing that, and we're going to do a live one in the sanctuary on Friday night. So if you want to come and you want to see how goofy we do actually act together, you would be you are more than welcome. But we'll be broadcasting that out on um, our Facebook page like we normally do. And um, also the clear boxes on the way out is the Dollar Club, like always. Um, it's getting to be around Christmas time, so those are going to get some, some use. So pray about that and give to that if you feel led to. All right. And we will plan on observing the Lord's Supper next Sunday. If, if you're listening at home and would like uh, juice and bread delivered to you, let us know. Call the office. Uh, we'll make sure you get that if you want to participate with us. Uh, but let's just take a few moments and pray for our country, our church, one another. So join me. Father, we want to we want to be a people faithful in prayer. We want to pray without ceasing. And Lord, I don't know that there's ever been a time where we need to be more prayerful. All around us, Lord, there are needs and our country, we need we need you. We pray for our leaders and we pray for the division of our land and all the tension that's out there, the anxiety, the fears. Lord, we believe that you're able to work those things for good. Will you do that for us? Lord, we pray for our community and for our state. Lord, we pray for those battling COVID. We lift them up to you. Uh, all of us know somebody. Some have recovered. Thank you for that. We pray for those battling it right now. We pray for our health care workers, responders, those who deal with it on a daily basis. We pray for their protection. Lord, we pray that when we gather that you'll keep us safe. Thank you for your watch care over us in the past and help us to take precautions and we ask you to protect us. Lord, we know people need the Lord. We want there to be an opportunity for people to come and hear and we know we can do that online. We know we can do that when we gather here and so we pray for just a special protection when we gather. We pray for our church family. We pray for those who are discouraged and lonely. We lift them up to you, Lord. We pray for our ones, the ones without Jesus. We pray that they'd be saved. I pray that you'd, all, you'd give us all some opportunities this week to tell someone about Jesus. We just want to be honest with you this morning, Lord, and acknowledge our need for you in our individual lives, in our church, in our nation. Lord, we need revival. We pray for it. Lord, you invite us to ask and seek and to knock. And Lord, we've not gone that far sometimes, and we've just asked and left. And we want to ask and we want to knock on the door of heaven today and ask you to send revival to our land. Make us desperate for you, Lord, we pray. And use this people that are here today and are listening. We pray you'd use us as your light in our community for the sake of the gospel. We love you, Lord. We thank you that you hear our prayers. Thank you for all that you've done for us. Make us thankful. And we pray in Jesus' name.
Amen.